Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Cafe Confessions. My name is Shalika, and I am with your other host, Bree. That's me, like Raven. <laughs> <laughs> we need to give Raven her flowers, for sure. sure for sure on the show. Yeah. She's the old Raven. I don't know this new Raven. I don't know. I her. have not watched the new Raven, so. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking about her as a person. Like, oh, how her? Yeah. 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 I don't know if I can get with Shaved Head Raven. I'm not sure. I, I miss a three-piece set, drawstring ponytail Raven. That's the that's the Raven that I miss. Okay. That's who I know. I can even go back to the Huxville Raven, okay? Huxville Raven. I could take that. I don't know this new Raven. I don't know. This new Raven, I don't know. No shade, no shade, no shade. Uh, but welcome back. I know we just came back from a nice little break. Uh, Thanksgiving was this past week. Um, how was it for you? amazing um nice yeah it was the best thanksgiving i had in a long time we decided to stay home and oh. celebrate <laughs> yeah <laughs> it was really great me and my family you know they weren't on their beer it was we no. decided to stay home <laughs> we we have we have gone to a space where we're like we can only do one day of holiday driving mm-hmm. we did it for so long where we were splitting up holidays amongst three families Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's, driving up the fucking coast all day. I spent most of my holidays in the car. And I was like, I must have a holiday at home. And we don't really care about Thanksgiving, you know, the pilgrim holiday, the blessings we love. But, like, you know what I mean? You get it. You feel me? I'm like, we could trash this holiday. We could celebrate it at home. It's not that big of a deal. It's not like Christmas. And um, we've been cooking. We made macaroni and cheese. We don't eat turkey Mm. like that. So we did a whole roasted chicken. Mm. yams i made some greens with some greens beans potatoes tomatoes the whole bit (laughs) we had yeast rolls we had it all it was a fabulous holiday okay Mm -hmm. oh no i really love to hear that you know i was thinking about um the other day like you know when jay and i really start our family you know at what point are we gonna say hey y'all we gonna do our own thanksgiving are we gonna do thanksgiving over here and i don't think his family is really really ready to uh let that one go yeah so yeah, it's another level of leaving the nest that your parents like have a they they had a mini heartbreak about it. They absolutely listen. Last year when I told them I wasn't going to be here for Christmas, they damn near fainted. And then when I told them again that I wasn't going to be here for Thanksgiving because I, I wasn't with them this year, they you mm-hmm. know they they were not too happy about that. And I don't know how they're going to feel about me not being here for Christmas. So oh, we gonna see. Not we the devil at me. Yeah, they're like, oh, okay, <laughs> you're playing with us now. but um... Right. <laughs> like, you're getting a little too comfortable. Mm, really? You know, this really is my holiday. Playboy. <laughs> right. <laughs> I feel like because we don't see them as much, it's like the holidays, they want us there. And I also think they don't realize that I also have a family that I would like mm-hmm. to see, you know? Mm-hmm. And it just so happens that they don't live in California. So if we do go, you know, someone's just going to have to sacrifice. Like, you know, maybe we spend Christmas Eve with y'all. Maybe we spend Christmas Day or the day after Christmas. But, you know, I have been thinking about it. You know, I've been cooking a lot more now. And I, eventually I want to make these foods. And I can't make these foods if I'm all, already, like, spoken for for the holidays, you know. So, And that's another thing. So I was like, okay, I'm 29. I was like, if we keep this up by the time I'm 40 and then we start hosting at our house, right, because at that point, 40 years old, give it up, put your flags in, moms. Y'all come into my place. Like, I should be able to host comfortably, mm-hmm. you know? Like, y'all yeah. come to me. I take over the food and the cooking. You get off your feet. 
But that gives me a good 11 years to like master <laughs> the craft of like the dressing. I mean, yes. I made greens last year and boy, oh boy, I was like, Ooh, this is not going to work for me. So this oh. year I was like, I must make sure that I master the greens. I put all my fucking back into them greens. I called mm. my mom. I was like, walk me step by step. What do I do? And I did it, and they were they were the best thing on the on the fucking Ooh, plate. Oh, good. Yeah. Yes, oh, so girl. what kind of meat do you use for your greens? Oh, because you know we don't really eat pork like that. So I do smoked turkey, smoked turkey. Nice. Neck. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. I grew up with mm-hmm. uh, smoked turkey neck greens. So oh, we I got love it. that. Boom. boom. Oh Colorings yeah, that's my and favorite. Neck bones, baby. Okay. Okay. <laughs> It was really good. And I actually spent it with family. So, you know, we've had this conversation before. I think we've had this conversation last year. It's like we're preparing for the holidays. And I thought that's what I was going to have to do. But I didn't. You know, like my aunt, (laughs) she was on her best behavior. Um, I ended up staying with her. Mm -hmm. And usually she'd be coming for me, talking about my weight and stuff. But um, it was just very loving. I think that she really enjoyed having me there. Um, and you know, we just did our normal thing. We ate, uh, she took me to the West Indian market, which I went crazy. Um, cause I was buying up everything. Uh, we mm. have this type of bread that we typically eat with curry and it's called roti and there's two okay. different types. Um, and then, so when she took me to the West Indian market, they had my favorite type there. So bought a bunch of it so I could bring it back home. It's in my freezer right now. Um, and then Thanksgiving itself, um, my aunt doesn't do turkey. She makes duck, and she has since I was a small kid. Um, I don't really care for duck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a I'm not a duck person. Would rather the turkey, to be honest with you. But I like everything else. You know, we have pilau, which is a traditional dish. Uh, we, if <laughs> you can only see Bree's face, but yeah, duck is um, it's a very interesting meat to get through, and it it just it just tastes like they've been swimming in water and swamp water. No, because the last episode, two episodes ago, you said, would you eat a human or a grown person or a baby? I said, I feel like old people would taste like duck. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they would taste like duck. <laughs> they do. would. They I would. Do. Okay. Yeah. I just, it just, it's a, mm, it's a swampy, very dark meat that tastes it has a, a weird taste. I can't even explain it to y'all. It's just not that enjoyable. And I've had it a few different ways. You know, she doesn't just cook it one particular way, but um, I just don't like it. It's not something that I would care for, that no. I do care for. Uh, no shade but besides that, stuck. yeah, no shade we at all. No shade. <laughs> yeah, we, we love you. We, we definitely love you. We love all your cooking, but I just, and you know what? Honestly, I have never told her this. I've never told her that I do not like duck. Oh my God, how do you pass it off? Like as we, there's just so much food that I don't think she's like looking at my plate to make sure if I get everything. You know, you got duck, you got duck. No, (laughs) no, I don't have no duck. (laughs) (laughs) You got duck, you got duck. Imagine she walking around, she like duck, duck on your plate, duck, goose. No. Stop. You would have to hit Auntie with the folded plate, okay? Like, uh, no, uh, I yeah. honestly, I did. I hit her with the folded plate this time around uh, just because I did take a piece of it. Because, you know, like when you haven't had something in a long time, it's like, well, let me see if I actually like it. And then yeah. I took a bite. You know when you like do a little nibble and you like, 
like just kind of like that was me i was like i can't it's it's a it's a, um, a texture thing it's a taste thing it's it's not it's everything pleasing. it's everything about it i don't like it so i'm good and it's so greasy too so it i was just like greasy i was waiting for you it tastes like that duck was like living in a bottle of cocoa butter like yeah why are you so moisturized right now why, why? are you what's going on <laughs> with you like you are swimming in the ocean what is so d- greasy what is what, it? what is it I, I, I have no idea. I really have no idea. I wish some of that grease would like rub off on the turkey because right. it's like turkey is so damn dry, but the so duck dry. is so greasy. It's just not, it's not Listen, good. If you have to yeah. continuously inject a bird back and forth, back and Hello? forth every hour with juices of its own, if it's releasing so much juice and you're like, stay in there, stay in there. Now you're shooting this bird up with juice. Why would I just, eat, I just, I'm going to eat chicken. I'm just going to eat chicken. We're going to pretend like this is turkey. Right. And we're eating chicken. I want to enjoy my meat. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I'll ever make a turkey. Like, I just don't see that for myself. Um, That's not my ministry and that's okay. Right. But chicken, I'll do. <laughs> chicken, I could do. I, um, give me a couple little Cornish hens and we'd be good to go. Mm-hmm. But, um, with some mac and cheese and some greens and I, I'm, I'm, totally fine with that so one of these days but I um, I know you mentioned 40 so I feel like all right I gotta wait eight years before actually making my own Thanksgiving dinner um I think I can hold out I think I can hold out until then I think you I feel but. like because it's there's levels right like I have those fundamentals but I haven't made dressing before like that's a fundamental staple potato salad like now those mm-hmm. are my two next things right I'm like okay like I'm coming for you you know like yeah I got to get my hands in there, but I cannot present a meal that I don't feel a hundred percent. I want my arms to do the flappy thing. No, you know what I mean? when I'm cooking my flavor, damn, yeah, I want you to know, like auntie is up in the kitchen. Like, I feel like you step into your auntie power, like 36, you start stepping into auntie space. You're a baby mm. on it. You're a baby on it like 36. Like you, you still a new booty. You don't got your whole right. foot wet, but your pinky right. toe is on the edge. You know? Right. But 40, <laughs> 40 years old, you live in your, you the, you the fun auntie. You the young auntie. You know some wisdom, mm-hmm. right? You could keep up with the youngsters, but you could also play a hand of spades, smack somebody's ass in dominoes, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know mm-hmm. how to play spades or dominoes like that. So I can't host. Until I got my spades and domino game. Damn. I know how to play dominoes. I don't know how to play spades. Like, they, I feel like I get it a little bit, but when it's talking about, oh, you need to call out your books and all this other stuff, I get lost. I'm like, if I have a spade, I know I can put it down. Like, that's, that's the extent of what I know about spades. But dominoes, oh, I'm smacking on dominoes. Like, okay, so you're there. Yeah. I'm there. I'm there with the dominoes. You got a whole little. You you coming from the back of the fucking yes. shoulder with it. I just got to work on my catchphrases. <laughs> I got to work on that. And then... <laughs> this is the auntie book, okay? Dominoes, space, good cooking skills, okay? Mm-hmm. And you got to know how to cha-cha slide. If you ain't cha-cha sliding, and I'm not talking about the like standard like one-two step. I need you to have your own spin to it. I need oh, you to be out no. there with the rhythm. I need you to be out there to be like, I don't even think about it. It's just, it's just natural, baby. That is like master aunt. Once you mm-hmm. get to, you are a master auntie, okay? You can't tell me <laughs> shit. Am I tripping? 
No, you're not tripping. But I want to also add in, I feel like you have to know how to wobble too. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. I can wobble <laughs> now. I got the wobble down. It's the cha-cha slide that I've been working on for the last 20 years. I have learned how to cha-cha slide at least 15 times. And I, if you told me to cha-cha slide right now or die, I would be dead. No. I would be dead. I forget it every single time. I never get it down enough of my bones where I can be like, oh, I got my flavor to it. Mm. You know? Like the got electric you. slide, you could add your flavor on that because you've been electric sliding since you were like, what, six? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's very the true. Cha- the cha-cha is for the O-heads. It's like you step into like 16, 17, and they like, watch this, young lady. You got to get your cha-cha together. So <laughs> it's not been that long for me for me to get my cha-cha right. Can you cha-cha? And that song is just so damn long, too. And it's like, I want to get it down, but I don't want to keep oh. going through that. No, Old not the cha-cha ass. slide. Not the cha-cha slide. Oh, God. Not the cha-cha slide. What? Yes, the cha-cha slide song. Oh, I got the, the- cha-cha slide. I'm talking about the cha-cha. There's a... Oh, okay. See? <laughs> you ain't there yet. See, I'm going to put you on. I'm going to put you on the next what one is the di- my family. Wait, what is the difference? Girl, it's a whole other... I'm, it's, it's another language of dance. Like... My aunties are some cha-cha and motherfuckers, okay? And you're going to see them. I'm going to point it out. The next time you're around, I'm like, that's the cha-cha right there. It gets what? a point in the in the day. Please, black people, tell me your family. If my family's the only person cha-chaing, there's no way. There's no way that they're the only people cha-chaing. Wait. It's, an actual, it's like the electric slide, but it's its own thing. It's like, it's just like, it's a two-step that like, like goes behind the leg or something. Yeah. I feel like I'm thinking of like the K K Wang a little bit. I know what you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Cause I've seen this. Mm-hmm. I've seen two people I've normally seen... do it together. They, yeah. Okay, so like yeah. one person goes back, one person goes front mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they just kind of spin with it, but they stay on the, each other's rhythm. Girl, this entire Girl. time I thought she was talking about the cha cha slide. I know oh, what you're talking about. No, I, no, there's no. no, listen, I feel like unless these older heads start teaching us this, like I need mm-hmm. to know step-by-step, step, like, did y'all learn this in a club? Did you learn this at a party? Like, was, wh- what was the routine like? What was the practice like? I need mm-hmm. to know. Because if they mm-hmm. don't teach us, it's going to be lost. Yeah. It's going to be lost. Because I'm, I'm 32 and I've never even attempted to do it. Oh, yeah, so it's time you got to start. This is, it's your, it's your duty now to go out and find a mentor <laughs> for the cha-cha. You must do this. This is like, this is, this is culture, right? Like, no. it cannot be lost on our backs. Right, we gotta. I know, I know we're at the generation of like emotional trauma and healing and breaking generational curses, but let's keep, let's keep these roots, the little roots we got. You know, it's a, it's mm. pressure. This is pressure. Like we're adults now, and now I'm like, yeah. okay, I gotta worry about my legacies. What? Mm. I didn't it's- listen. I've never attempted. So then, tell me this. This may be. I feel like this is similar with like the lost recipes and the lost dances. Do you put grape jelly in your meatballs? Mm, now, there's something about a spherical meat. <laughs> it's I'm just, sorry. It's it's the it just defies all things, you know. Like I I walk away from meatballs. I'd be like, you got it, you got it, you got it. The same for me. What gets me about meatballs? This is this is probably my own thing. I personally feel like. The biggest thing I have with food is like finding hair in my food. Mm. And there are certain foods that are worse in finding hair in than others. This could be my autism. 
for one oatmeal finding hair and oatmeal to me is on another level like of disgusting like it's just <laughs> it's an and then finding hair in a meatball like if you bit into it and it's a poking out another oh, level no. of disgusting that i can't handle so i avoid certain foods that i feel like if i found a hair in this would it kill me would i want to jump off a bridge that's, oh, one no. <laughs> that's one of them no that's one of them right it could be my own hair, but I would be like, I would vomit. You, I cannot handle hair in my food. Okay. But what if it's like a pre-made meatball? Is that worse? Then it's like, whose hair is it? Like, I don't even know. I can't even identify. What if it's the fucking, you know, greasy, I ain't take a shower three days, factory worker, balling up the meat. I have uh-uh. no idea. Uh-uh. I can't trace uh-uh. this hair back. Am I tripping? Am I losing Nope. It? You're not tripping. You're just it? grossing me out. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's just think about that. Certain textures. Ooh! Mm. Find the hair in a smoothie. Through your straw. Oh! I would listen. Listen. If I had to do one of these where I'm pulling it out my oh. mouth. Uh <laughs> I had a swampy ass salad in 2014 working at Ferguson from El Pollo Loco. And I would no. drown it in the fucking deliciousness of dressing it was a dressing with a side of salad and um (laughs) i found a red dyed hair in there and i knew exactly who it belonged to belonged to the cashier maybe she was working cash that day and then the other day she was cooking food oh and i just i I didn't eat there for two years this is all el pollo loco this wasn't just this one i could not physically take myself into el pollo loco for two years i had a sandwich from subway and the hair was baked into the bread no. It was baked into the back. I stopped eating How do you know it wasn't hair. herbs or something? It was a ball of hair and lint, by the way. No, 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 no. Yes. So it was almost like wherever they were kneading the dough, you know, it got deep in there. And I had damn near finished that sandwich. It was almost my last bite. And it was a ball of lint and hair baked into the fucking bread. And I couldn't eat there. I went to a donut shop, had a hair baked into my donut. This was back in 2010. I keep tabs on the hairs that I find in my food. <laughs> I see. And I will never return. It will take me years to get back. I won't even eat the mm. food anymore. Mm. Okay. I'm you know, sorry. I have a hard time out. eating. No, it's okay. You, yeah, I mean, you definitely gross me out. But it made me think of um, the salad that I, I had from McDonald's one time. And I was damn near done with the salad myself like i had probably had one bite left and something just said turn over the leaf <laughs> and when no. i turned it over there was this little <laughs> bug crawling like this and i said no i was like literally trying to make myself throw up i was gagging i was like no and from then on i was like i have to wash my lettuce thoroughly like thoroughly. i can't just it's hard for me to go out to places and eat salad and i'm not one of those people that can just like uh, about to crack open this salad kit without rinsing it. You know, sometimes they'll right, say like right. pre-rinse or whatever, but you got to like really look through. And that's why you have to like wash your vegetables and stuff because it, it happens. There are little bugs on it. But there. for me to be almost done with that salad and then that shit was still alive, just crawling. Oh, God. But oh, um, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Disgusting. Uh, this, Disgusting. No, um, there's um, Island Burgers. My friend said that her and her husband went to Island Burgers. I was like their thing. They would like go and like have their little date nights there. They knew the whole staff and everything. Like they were regulars. 
And she was like, we would always get these like little nacho fries, like cheesy, gooey, goopy Mm-mm. fries, right? And she was like, we love them. And we would share them as like an app. And she said they got to the bottom of it and there was a roach on its back that had been no. no, no, oh no, no. And I said, no. what did you guys do? They were like, we started screaming and gagging. And I was <laughs> like, I, for, just because of that, I will never go to Legends. They will never get a motherfucking dollar out of me. I don't, I don't care if that happened states away. I'm not going to Legends. I'm not Legends. Um, Island Burgers. It's not happening. Oh, a no. roach in my food? That I feel like that is just like the ultimate what the hell is going on in here. Like get an exterminator. Get an exterminator, like something like pest control needs to be called ASAP because if yes, you have really... you did they so the roach was fried into fried the food. and died laid to the side, sauce no. and sauce. Oh no. Yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Oh. Yeah. the roach had his, uh, the whole ass funeral was being hailed for the roach at this point okay. And... Okay. <laughs> Ooh, I can just imagine oh god it's like creeping yes. me out Ooh. yes she said it was a jumbo size too and it was on his back so yeah I almost gagged through her cure anyway we're moving on let's just move on let's just move on Ooh. <laughs> okay well <laughs> what are you yes. drinking ma'am I am drinking <laughs> My standard black coffee. Your girl is hung over. I went to bed at 4 a.m. Damn. This girl. Okay. And was it bed? I, was that considered sleep? I don't think so. <laughs> you took a rest. But I had a little, I laid my eyes down for a little bit. <laughs> uh, rest my eyes a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We did not get into bed until 4 a.m. this morning. And boy, we were drinking last night. So I'm drinking black coffee. What are you drinking? Um, same thing. Um, not sorry. Same thing as far as the hangover. I'm not feeling my best. Uh, mm-hmm. went to a murder mystery birthday party last night, and between the vodka and, and whiskey and the shots that I just kept taking, um, your girl right now, H2O. We're gonna <laughs> drink this water, and I'm gonna get on to the next one, okay? Because I need to get. I don't know who I think I am, who I thought I was last night. But this woman today in the morning is not happy. Not happy with the choices that we just made. Um, I need to slow the hell down. I feel like every time I get around this group, it's like the drinks are just mm-hmm. pouring in. And that's mm-hmm. no, there's there's no shame or not shame, but like no blame to them. Mm-hmm. I'm a grown woman. I make my own decisions. <laughs> but it seems like I lose all common sense when I'm around them because I don't even drink like this on a regular I don't. I have a bo- a big bottle of alcohol staring at me right now. Uh, ask me right. the last time I touched that bottle. But as soon as I get over to someone else's house, I want to drink like I ain't never drank before. So I need to figure some things out, get it together. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm drinking water. That's that's what I'm drinking today. Well, I, I'm so glad I'm not hungover by myself because I was like, this is so mm-hmm. unprofessional, but. You're going to get what I give you. <laughs> Not you. I'm talking to the listeners. Look, I have a grown woman. I have my own life, okay? I can't make any promises that I'm perfect. Matter of fact, God is still working on me. Um, Shay knows what I'm talking about when I say that. Um, I will not mention it on the podcast, but we definitely had an incident this week where I was like, God is still working on me. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm going to give myself grace and space and time. So yeah, I'm hungover. That's fine. That's where I'm at in my life right now. <laughs> I'm so happy that you mentioned that because I feel like 
it was something in the air. It had to be because I feel like uh, between you, between me, between a lot of other people I spoke to, everyone's gangster was tested this past week <laughs> and people had to fuck around and find out. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. That's it. Camera, I'm going to have to talk to you about this because you didn't mention. Okay. So it was something in the air, huh? It was something in the air. It was something in the air. I, somebody, look, something, for it to change and manifest, it, we going to, matter of fact, let me hold out. Let me hold out. We're going to talk about something that's going to bring this back up. So moving along, ma'am, today's segment is Love It A Latte. We have not done this in a while. And Love It A mm-hmm. Latte is pretty much about the things that we are currently loving on. Shay, what's your Love It A Latte? My Love It A Latte right now um, is something that I actually noticed last night, but that I've been noticing about myself. Not taking things personal mm. and just letting it just roll off. Like if someone mm. says something and it's in good fun, just let it go. Like it's okay not to harp on things. And I am... I'm a person that loves to harp. I feel like, well, what did they mean by this? Why did they say that? And I'm breaking it down. And last night something had came up and the conversation would have been something that I, I probably would have harped on and like tore myself down about, but I just shrugged it off like, okay, and moved mm. on. And I love that for myself. I love that, you know, I'm getting into a space where I'm just not being so sensitive to things or letting things bother me because when you do that, it's you that's harping on that information. Not the person that said it, not the person right. that did something. You got to carry that on. So while they have forgot about it, don't even think twice about it after they said it. And I'm sitting mm-hmm. here just thinking about it for weeks on end for years to come in 10 years. I want to <laughs> look back like, well, why did I say this? Or why did I do this? Or why did they say this? I'm letting shit go. And I love that for myself. Oh, I love that for you. Thank you. It's freeing because it's like almost like when you think about a person who let's say that they're doing it knowingly, right? And it's like, I want to get a rise. I want to get a reaction. And you're just like, I'm not taking that personal. That has nothing. That has nothing to do with me. It's like almost like putting it back on them. Like you figure that mm-hmm. out. I removed mm-hmm. myself from this, right? This is your thing. I am moving on. Letting it roll off my back. It's not that deep. And um, since you're on this wave, Don Miguel, Four Agreements. That's the fourth agreement is don't take things personal. I don't know if you ever read that book, but it is amazing. A phenomenal read. And you're right on path with it. So remember when I told you I have this problem where I start books and I don't finish them? That was one of them. That's one of the books. Okay. It's actually staring at me right now. Okay. Because <laughs> it's like, staring at me. <laughs> yeah, you're like, so, okay. It's it's a, I think it's about book. time. <laughs> it's about time to get back on that book. <laughs> get on that book. Get on that book. Get on that book. Okay. Any other love it a latte? I tried something uh, for the first time, a drink, and it's called it's soursop. Soursop, I think that's how you pronounce it. And um, so like a lot of people who are from the West Indies, Caribbean, they drink it a lot. It's a, it's a fruit that's mostly grown out that way. Um, and they, you know, if you go to like the international markets, um, they'll typically have stuff from around the world. So. I tried it for the first time and my aunt was just like so excited for me to try this thing. She couldn't believe that I've never had it. So she made it for me. And I love what, there was two things that came out of that. I love that she loves showing me things from our culture and just loves loving on me, especially since, you know, we haven't always had like the best relationship. So just being around her, I can see that she's trying and I'm trying to be a very forgiving person 
especially when I see that people are trying to make amends for the things that they might have done or said or whatever. So um, her showing me this, I did feel closer to her and feel closer to my roots. And it was a very good drink. So it's um, it's kind of sweet, actually. You know, I'm not the biggest sweet, sweet person, but it wasn't too sweet to where it wasn't enjoyable. And I think I'll actually start drinking it more because I actually liked it. So Wow. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm excited to try this one day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll actually get you a can. And then next time I see you, you could try it. It would be good with a little bit of liquor, even though I know we just said that we was drinking water. But right, I'm right, saying right. that. Oh, know. I'm not done off liquor. I'm getting back okay. on it. Just not anytime soon. <laughs> just not you this know? week. Maybe next uh, week. Maybe <laughs> next weekend. Okay, for sure. Uh, <laughs> what about okay. you, girl? Um, So, uh, my love of the lattes. First one, um, this app called Letterboxd. I recently found Mm. it this weekend, and boy, oh boy, it is the app of my fucking dreams. It is a social media platform for film lovers, and you literally get to watch, like, whatever movie you watch, you can rate it, you can leave um, a review, and you can find, like, other people in the community, and then you get to have a top four of movies, Nice. and then they get to see your activity or what you're watching. So I think I've told you guys, like, during the weekday, Monday through Friday, I watch at least like three movies a day, either at least two to three movies a day or a documentary or a show because I work from home. And even in the office, I still have my shit going. (laughs) I don't have a, you know, TV, so I don't want to like chill and lounge outside of work and right away in front of the TV. So I'm like, let me kill two birds with one stone. I'm here for eight hours. How do I make this time work for me? Let's go ahead and rate and review films. And now I have a space that I can like put all my movies in. So I've been... Just sliding through all the movies that come up. And so far, I have 1,215 movies watched for my life. Yeah. Like, all there's every single movie's on there. Wow. Oh, okay. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I didn't realize, like, and I'm not even, like, into the black movies yet. These are just, like, non-black movies that I've watched over the span of my life. So, have you ever thought about how, how many movies you've ever seen in your life? No, I have not, but it it makes me wonder. And you'll never probably know the full exact number, but I have physically watched at least 1,200 films that I can recall. I have them saved. Like, you're just swiping like Tinder, like, watched, 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 watched. Girl, I have spent hours on this app. I've only had it for three days, and I've already (laughs) saved 1200 films i have a top four right now and it's gonna change up like when i feel you know ready to but like let's see right now my top four number one jurassic park okay i feel like um i wanted to break it down in like childhood number one movie was jurassic park and then i need to break it down into like sci-fi obviously jurassic park is sci-fi but fifth element is second okay there we go there we go and then okay so then you get to see like people's top four you know what I've realized? People that had the fifth element in their top four, not all, but I think most of them were gay. Really? I know. Isn't that it? And how I found out they were gay is because their other top fours were gay movies. So it, Paris is Burning, extremely gay. Um, it's a I've never seen that. Yeah, it's a documentary about uh, uh, the, the dance balls from... Oh yeah, from like the '80s, girl. It's amazing. It was really, really good. It was actually based on Paris is Burning is what um, Pose is based on. 
Oh, okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Those are characters. That. Both of those characters are from that show, and that's a real thing. Like, you know how Homegirl had someone dead in her closet? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That was a real story. That really happened. Yeah, one of the ladies' lovers passed away, and she put him in the closet. So watch that. It's an amazing documentary, Paris is Burning. Um, then someone else had, like, Rocky Horror Picture Show, and, like, a bunch oh, of just, yeah. like, gay movies. Someone had She's the Man, and I was like, this is getting very lesbian. Very lesbian <laughs> energy. And then uh, number three is Jackie Brown, because, you know, I love Quentin Tarantino. And then number mm-hmm. four is this movie with Christina Ritchie called Buffalo 66, which I think is cinematically phenomenal. And I get to find my peeps. I get to find my fucking peeps. So I love that. Check it out. Letterboxd. I love that for you. Okay. Hard is singing a, show, a new show tune because of this. Um, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but the ending of Atlanta was phenomenal. If you finished it, you know. If you know, you know. And then lastly, my last love it a latte is the new Wednesday series. I Do you like it? I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, think I'm more, I think I'm more excited that Jenna Ortega is Wednesday because I love that culture aspect of like having a Latina step into that space because Gomez is Latino. And they, there was a lot of drama around that. Girl, I'm happy like, about that. Who gives a fuck? Do you know Mr. Gomez? Like, come on now. Why wouldn't she be Latina? Exactly. Gomez. What Boom. did you think? Boom. So, yeah, Jen Ortega ate that shit up. And I'm happy I'm happy that she is getting all the grace and glory for really embodying what a modern-day Wednesday would be like. Phenomenal. Yeah, I was happy to see that as well, uh, especially after hearing some of, like, so many negative comments around it. I'm like, these people can't be serious. Like you, you really can't be serious. I think that it's time that, um, you know, um, palm colored individuals, cause that's what I'm just, you know, coming for. This is no longer your world. I think that is, we're watching it crumble mm. and their little things that they are been holding on to these little bits of culture, right. That they have to feel like this is my culture. Like, american cinema you know what i mean because they don't really have anything to grab at like everything that they have is paper thin no shade to our white listeners you know i feel bad saying this but they're upset that these little crumbles and pieces that they feel are a part of their fabric of culture are now being redone with other people who deserve those places Mm -hmm. like you guys have had a reign on and this is just about media in general you've had a reign on media for how many years you know them being dismantled by the little mermaid it's like you guys have nothing else to hold on to like this is the fabric no. of your being that the little mermaid being black can tear you apart you need to get some culture that's what i'm hearing oh, yeah. you y'all need to have something else to hold on to because this is not it okay <laughs> the, it, <laughs> no you're not tripping and it's not just the little mermaid it was star wars it was mm-hmm, what else mm-hmm. what other movies that were they tripping off of it's just a lot. It's a lot that's going on and they can't understand why people would want their films to be integrated or why roles are now given or, or written for people of color. Um, mm-hmm. That show, Bridgerton, it was a big deal because they had people of color and they're like, oh, this isn't historically correct. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. but this is also a TV show that's based on a book don't understand like why it has to be such a big deal um and but i guess it just goes back to what you said they're not ready Uh, yeah i I honestly do feel like it's been the fabric of their their beings like 
we think we don't we don't understand sometimes just how heavily influenced culture is by movies and TV shows and radio. Like the media can sometimes really shift the nation, right? Yeah. And when you've had it be white for so long, it would be a difference. Like let's say we talk about The Wizard of Oz. And then we talk about the Wiz. They still had the Wizard of Oz, right? The Wiz, yeah. it was not the Wizard of Oz remade with a black lead and white characters involved. The Wiz was completely black from right. top to bottom. So they felt like that was a separate space. It was almost like the Wiz, to me, shits on the Wizard of Oz. Okay? Hello. Musically, costume-wise, energetic. The talent. Okay, mm -hmm. boom. The whole bit, the choreography, everything to me, I am actually afraid of the Wiz in that fucking subway <laughs> scene. That shit is scary as hell. That shit's fucking scary. You know? I feel like then, we talked about this. Before. What, did we? That shit that is years crazy. Ago. Girl, that came out in 1970-something? You might as well put that neck and neck with the exorcist at that rate. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? That was a kid's show. Kid's TV. That shit fucked me up. That shit fucked me up. The first time my mom put that on, I was like, this ain't, no, this ain't for kids. Come on now. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Hold up. This is, whoa, whoa, whoa. If he, the courage the cowardly lion deserves to be scared in this moment. But I just think that they had this idea of like, it could be remade black, but not necessarily integrated. Or it could be remade exactly. as something else. Now when it's like, no, mm-mm-mm. They're the lead. They're the leading yeah. role. And you guys are the supporting cast members. Exactly. I think that bothers them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it bothers the hell out of them. Brandy Cinderella. It was the best Cinderella. Prince Charming was an Asian person. Mm -hmm. Brandy being black. Mom and dad were like white. And white and black. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Brandy's sisters were all over the place. So, yes. come on. Like, why can't we have fun with this? Why are we so technical about people's skin tone? Get over yourselves. You know, same thing probably with the House of the Dragon. They loved the Game of Thrones being white. They loved Game of Thrones being white. Mm -hmm. It was like the monument. One black of person. And now it's like you have a whole black, you know, family in there. And I really feel like they just, they're having a hard time. So we got to just give them the space to express their temper tantrums. But... Because that's really fuck. what it is. It's a temper tantrum. <laughs> Pick it up with your mom, okay? Moving forward, those are my love it a lot takes. Okay, well, with that, let's start the show. I'm Bree. And I'm Shalika. And we are two long term friends who get together once a week to chat over coffee or tea. Join us as we talk about all things black, white, and in between with, with Cafe Confessions. Okay, welcome back. And to introduce this new segment that is going to be a standing segment of ours called Tea Over Tea, where we talk about what's happening in the media world. And I'm going to go first. I'm going to start with Mr. August Alsina. So... August Alsina has apparently come out with a newfound love on an episode of The Surreal Life. He mentions uh, finding this new love that has been able to teach him how to heal, teach him how to love again, teach him how to be okay with being himself. 
And when he introduced this person, it was a man by the name of Zaza. And the media right now is a little bit torn on whether or not this was him coming out as mm. a, a bisexual man and this being his lover or just someone and loves and cares for. Um, in a clip, you see they hug, but they don't embrace each other with a kiss. It was more just a hug. So personally, I don't believe this is him coming out. Okay. Now, that's not to say that he's not a bisexual man. I truly believe this might have been, I hate to say this, but I feel like this was a move for attention, a move to stay relevant. I I, I, I truly believe that. Um, because if this is your love, why didn't you embrace him with a kiss? Why didn't you mm. give him that little bit of motion? Uh, looked on his Instagram, you see him posting pictures of this guy, um, him in the picture, and they're just kind of like, Posing like friends do. So I don't know. Uh, I truly believe this is just more so a move for attention. But mm. wanted to ask how you felt about this. Okay, so I um, was not aware of this going on. Okay. What I will say is that August Alcina does give me stay relevant energy. Yes. A hundred percent. I, as a woman who has a lot of friends in the space, I can't say that my gaydar radar is perfect. It's really not. You can, I mean, really like what is gaydar, right? Someone could be so gay and you will never know. Right. Right. But I feel like I have a little bit of like, sometimes my stuff tickles. Like I'm just like, okay. <laughs> you know, like, are you tingle. in the community? A little tingle. And like, August Alcina could definitely tingle that for me. But mm -hmm. Right, like he he, he tingles something. He tingles I, something. And I completely agree with that. I <laughs> definitely agree with that. <laughs> yeah, but this and, right here, yeah. don't give me. This is my boyfriend, and until he says this is my boyfriend, not someone that has taught me. And I just want to read mm -hmm. what he actually said. So read it to me. I want to share that and really honor the person that I love and that loves me back and is teaching me so much about love and healing. I want to do that in front of the world because it defies all the constru constructs that one would say love is supposed to be or should look like. Does that sound? Um, that is kind of like, what are we getting at, sir? Like yeah. the constructs, what are the constructs? What constructs are you referring to? Hmm. What should what look like? Like what societal standards? Like, let's just, I feel like this could be a soft coming out. I want to say be a soft rollout of like, let me give him a little something to see how the people react to it. One foot in, one foot out. Because then I could go back and be, oh, that's just my homie. You know what I mean? Exactly. Or if I get full embrace, it's like maybe I'll come out comfortably. But I mm -hmm. also feel like that's a little unfair. Like, because if this person is an out man who is completely opening his heart to you in front of the entire world, and you allow him to step out there by himself as your potential lover, you know, while he probably gets all the backlash and you can say, oh, it wasn't, you know, that for me. I, you know, like I, it just seems like there's, it's too cautious. It's too thought out. It's too planned. It's too premeditated for me to trust it. And why are you coming? Right? Like, why are you coming with this information right now without giving any, what, what was the point? What are we doing? Exactly. I completely agree with you. I feel like it's him testing the waters. Um, I think because he hasn't really shown like, this is my lover. This is someone I love like the, there's a difference 
Like you Mm -hmm. love this person because yeah, they're teaching you about yourself or they're teaching you how to heal or they're bringing you up out of that dark space that you might've been in or still in, but are you intimate with this person? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, is this a person that you could see you spending your life with, or are you going to backpedal next week and say, Hey, um, actually that's just my friend. That that man is like a brother to me. That's what I meant. That's what I meant by defies all the constructs. Like, because men don't embrace men, don't show love men. Don't do this. Like, is that what you're trying to say? Because you, you're giving us crumbs right now. And it's, I feel like that's all a part of your plan. Now I'm not saying that, you aren't bisexual or you're not a gay man or whatever, whatever you want to define yourself as, because I do get a little bit of that from you, but Mm -hmm. you know, until you're ready to say that, don't say anything at all. Like if you're going to step into the space, step into it. Right. Or say it by yourself. Like when we're bringing other people with us, like you are now responsible as a celebrity for his overall comfort in this space. So if you want to just step out by yourself and say, I'm thinking about redefining like what social constructs look like for men's intimacy. And this is a you and you conversation, but you're dragging somebody else into the picture who is not equipped to probably handle the pressures of being, you know, in that space. I don't know. I just be more mindful. Mr. Alcino, we will be watching you. No, (laughs) very closely. And um, I don't know this person, but I also feel like, you know, when you have some sort of celebrity in your life, automatically you being in close proximity to this person, you're like, my life can take off. Mm-hmm. You know, um, people are going to start noticing me. I'll, my following will go up. I'll start getting deals out of this. What's in this for you? Is that Pride. the exchange? Like What's I have exchange? to go along with being your lover or the person that you're close to or whatever it is that we are right now. Um, and then what am I getting out of that? Some sort right. of fame? Like, I don't know, August, he, yeah, he's a very questionable man. Um, but that fight that he got into with Tory Lanez and then the weird poses that he did afterwards to show that he got beat up. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, I, I don't know. It's, it's a lot. So, um, moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, my tea over tea today, y'all know that I am so tuned in to the shit show that is Krishan Rock and Blueface. I can't, I've said this before. It's my dirty, stinking, slutty pleasure to watch them i i'm mad at myself that i'm so involved but this is like such a tragedy that i was like i cannot look away and boy oh boy oh boy i'm sure you guys have heard about the stream that was performed on uh kai kai Mm. stream that was some of the most ridiculous bullshit that i've ever watched in my entire life now specifically Krishan, I'm looking at it from a different standpoint, right? Like, I see people see that they're a shit show. But, like, I'm diving so deep into the psychology of this woman. I really feel like we're dealing with age regression here. Um, Mm. Let me give you guys a definition before I just hop into it of what age regression is. So it says, age regression occurs when someone reverts to a younger state of mind. This retreat may be only a few years younger than the person's physical age. It could also be much younger into early childhood or even infancy. And this happens when people experience sometimes major trauma. They'll kind of go back to that age that the trauma occurred at. 
And mm. I can't say that I'm not a psychologist, but like when I see and I hear her and I watch her move, I'm like, you have a lot of childlike tendencies that are so specific to being like a toddler, right? Like the chewing with the mouth open ah, and coughing. I knew you were part, about to say it. <laughs> I it was it was obviously like so unhinged and unruly, but like when we look at that exact mimicking action, it reminds me of Sonny Nose Kids who got yes. you got games on your phone. You got games <laughs> on your phone. Tell me <laughs> Did you get that energy? Did you get that energy from her? Yes. Like listen, people were tearing her apart about that. And I'm like, ma'am, why are you just chewing and coughing and you don't even want to slow down you don't even want to stop chewing so you can cough properly or chew properly so you would stop coughing it's it's a lot it's a lot no it is giving like you needed to be burped yes (laughs) (laughs) like what's happening with you yeah okay and then um she sucks on her thumb or she sucks on a binky i I found this out recently that she's into like pacifier Yes, and she's always whiny. She cannot stop calling Blueface daddy. Like, girl, that's bedroom language. I don't give a fuck. You could call this man Mighty Joe Huxtable up in the bedroom. But, like, in the streets, in the streets, you could call him Big Dick Sweet Dick Joe all you want. But in the streets, that's wild. That is so crazy to me, to be, like, on camera, like, daddy, ma'am. Pull it in. I don't give a damn. And someone was like, oh, well, you know, Krishan Rock is a little. And apparently a little is like a person who likes to play, you know, very childlike in sex. I think it's deeper than that. I don't think this is a kink for her. I think this is legitimately age regression. Um, She had a video where she was talking about why she sucks on her pacifier. And she was like, sometimes it's the only thing that can keep me calm. She was like, I have PTSD. And it just kind of brings me back to a state where I feel safe. I'm like, okay, so this is deeper. This is deep-level trauma. Also, there has been talk. I'm so deep into this. year. It was maybe like a year ago. Blueface's mom said that Krishan Rock does not have good hygiene. Yes, that she doesn't shower regularly. Like, she smells. Like, she just doesn't take care of her health. And then there was an episode where she was on the baddies reunion or whatever. And I guess the woman from P-Valley was hosting. Autumn Night was hosting. And she, yes, Krishan got into a fight on the show, backed into the host, and the host was like holding her nose. Like, <gasps> yes. And it came no. out that she said that she was doing that because she smelled like liquor. But I'm like, mm mm. That was, it was giving very mm. much like, you know, uh, Booty Fish talk. Wednesday, you know, <laughs> fish stick. Not Fish Wednesday. Yeah. It was giving like day old tilapia. Like oh, the way no. that. She... <laughs> no. As a woman, we have a certain face that's like, ooh, like, I could pick up when it's like, there's a difference between armpit must, right? Booty, sit down, funk, air, straight up, just, you know, <laughs> hygiene, and then, like, maybe just not being pleasantly smelling well. But, like, they're different reactions, and that was giving me very much, like, vaginal issues. Um, I could be wrong. I could be projecting. I could be making my own narrative, right? A story is a story. Anybody could write it. But yes, I really feel like homegirl needs some serious therapy. Oh my gosh, what a roller coaster that was. Um that <laughs> whew, therapy in a shower. Um, that's what it sounds like to me. Oh, I feel and you know what, honestly, I do I 
at first I was feeling really bad for her. I was. Um, but I feel like she's getting so much attention with this and I don't, I don't want to say it's an act. I, I really truly feel like, you know, she does need some sort of help, but I also think that who she's been or who she is right now has gotten her to this point that maybe what does her changing, like, what would that look like for her? Cause just mm. to see her on that video and she had this whole ass bottle of Hennessy that she's just drinking and she's always drinking. She's, she's an alcoholic. They're oh, both sure. alcoholics. He has jaundice for sure. This man's mugshot was giving me straight up John Deese. Okay. Like why are your eyes so yellow, sir? Where is your health? You know, I feel like they're just, it is just, dude, it's so bad. Like her face has changed. Like she, her face looks so puffy and like bloated, even though she's like not overweight by any stretch of the imagination, but you could tell her natural. She's just bloated. Yeah. Like, do you see that? Like her face is just so puffy. And I really feel like that has to do with the amount of liquor that they consume. Like they're in these this Hennessy cycle right now, where I'm like, you guys gotta get some regular food and water in your system. Um, I don't feel like I ever see her really sober when she does her lives or when they're like posting videos about her. I feel like she's always drunk or Mm -hmm. on the verge of drinking, and honestly, it's kind of sad. I don't that I don't think that man (laughs) really loves her. I don't I don't think she really knows what love is. Um, and I would hate to see it end terribly, but it just seems like they're kind of on that path. And I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, she also revealed that this man was bisexual. I don't know if that was supposed was to be a him. joke, right? but <laughs> she out he kicked in that door. I don't think it was a joke. <laughs> I don't think she it was outed a joke. Him. She outed him, girl. I was like, okay. Like, you know, she said, was it a man or a woman? Like, oh, Okay, Mister mm. Blue, but he, he he twinges it too for me. Like he gives it, he does. He gives me um very insecure man, you know, probably being insecure about having probably feelings for other men and trying to do the most. Like, why are mm-hmm. you so you're so over the top, you know? That it's it's almost like you're performing, and you don't think people can see that. Yeah, we see it, bro. Chill the fuck out. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but yes, that is one thing. And then I do want to get into uh, Balenciaga. Oh, please do. Lord have mercy. This is a wildfire. And you know what? I am so happy that this is happening to them because the whole Wayfair situation took place two and a half years ago. Are you familiar with the Wayfair story? Uh, no, 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 I'm not. Oh, girl so this oh it's a conspiracy theory but I oh wait 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 it. the cabinet situation right we they were, they is that were, what you're talking so about were, yes they were selling clothes not clothes furniture and cabinet sets and everything for like thousands of dollars for cheap shit that's like this doesn't make any sense but they were the names the names of the furniture were the names of missing children verbatim like if you went on like the missing children's website, recently missing children, the names would line up and they would have names of the furniture for amounts of money, $10,000, $5,000. Why? Who's paying $10,000 for a cheap ass couch from Wayfair? And it wasn't like you could just buy it. You could not put it in your cart without a code. So these were locked items, right? 
And the speculation was that Wayfair was running like a child trafficking site through their site in plain sight of people. And like it took two and two to put it together, right? This story went on like wildfire. Like we do- we dove in into it and everything was wiped clean in 24 hours. And I feel like if that if you are working that hard to clean up a conspiracy theory, there's some truth to it. Like mm-hmm. I had reposted some stuff on my Facebook for whatever reason, and I got an email the next day saying that your post was removed for X and X, Y, and Z reasons. You know, we don't promote any slander. And I'm like, slander, slander, slander of like companies and stuff. But I'm over here like, why would why? There's a million conspiracies in the world. Why is this one the one you're like, oh, no, no, no. We're going to put some money behind getting that swept off the internet. All that stuff was taken down off of Wayfair, right? Mm -hmm. But when we think about how many children go missing a year, and maybe I am a conspiracy theorist, but where are these children going? Where are these children going, right? I'm I'm dead ass serious. Like, I want to look up how many children go missing a year. But where do these kids go? I don't believe that there's a million fucking kidnappers just operating out of their house, like snatching up thousands of kids a day. It's a planned organization for sure. This is a business. This mm-hmm. is a whole ass money making business. And then when we have people like Jeffrey Epstein who can, you know, have these islands and do all the, where are they getting these kids from? How are they being swindled? And I mean, we're talking about, I hate to sound like a piece of shit and racist because the victim is a victim. But how many of those young girls in jo- on Jeffrey Epstein's island were white, right? We don't know what the trafficking – I feel so bad. I'm not trying to say, like, any trafficking is better than anything at all. Evil is evil. But what does that look like for everyday young girls, right, across the world from impoverished right. third-world countries? Right. You have men, women who are like, I was bought pretty much by Jeffrey Epstein and hired to work in his home. And then I was abused there. You have people who are stolen from their families. You know what I mean? There's no luxury and it's not a luxury, but there's no treatment of like, oh, we're going to tell your parents you're somewhere else. And the whole time we're abusing you and we're paying them thousands doesn't work like that for everybody. Where do these kids go? You know, who's and why is this a business? Ugh. Like, what is it that we need to do as people to teach the next generation that this is wrong? Like you, you're paying to have these people kidnapped. You're then sex trafficking them. You're then holding them against their will. And it's like the things that they probably have seen day in and day out, like you said, it's like, I couldn't imagine. I can imagine being a person that's abducted. I couldn't imagine losing my child and that's where your mind would go. Like, who has my child? What are they doing to this person? People mm. are stolen every every year. Every fucking year. And they're just, every what, year. moved around the country? Like, or the world, I should say? Uh, I mean, the, the, yeah. Like, I, I'm looking at an online article right now, and it's saying that 60,000 children went missing in 2021. Oh, 60,000 children. Now, what creeps me out about this is they came in, they came in and they said from different classifications, a majority of children who went missing were runaways who accounted for 57,136 missing children. I think that's very creepy to me. Like what, why would, why would you, why would you have to say that they were runaways? What, where is it? Mm-hmm. I feel like there's almost a justification of some information. Like 
60,000 children run away and go missing every year, and no one hears from them. They just ran off. 60,000 children can comfortably run away and hide their identity for this amount of time and be classified as runaways? What? Do these 60,000 children leave notes? Huh? Yeah, I said it sounds like a nice cover-up. It sounds like a great cover-up for a fucking huge corporation and operation. So when we talk about Balenciaga, I feel like there's a way that people stand in alliance with child abuse and sex trafficking. Oh, yeah. And there's tales between the other people that are not like us, everyday folk, where they could witness it and be like, oh, okay, 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 Balenciaga's on board with whatever we have going on, like... I don't know. It's, it's kind of giving me the same energy of, as Doja Cat right now. Something is going on with her energetically. I can't tell you what it is, but she's, to me, getting involved. And this is not like her birthday party vibes. There's just something spiritually that has shifted with Doja. Like, she has, to me, been witnessed of something or seen something that was, like, very traumatizing. I don't know. I don't know if you feel Doja's energy, but it's definitely not the same. Right. And I feel like when we talk about like being in spaces with people who are in power, you probably are such so exposed to shit that it blows your mind. Mm -hmm. And I don't find I don't agree with Kanye West on anything. I don't. But I find it very fucking odd that Kim Kardashian is a Balenciaga hoe. Right. And Kanye West says, am I tripping? (laughs) The girl was still spotted out wearing Balenciaga amongst this whole situation going on. It was like there was just like no concern. And I don't trust that family worth a fucking damn. I feel like if Kim can be pimped out by her mom, Kim could pimp out her fucking kids. I truly just don't trust them. It's just something is just all intertwined. I can't put my finger on it. I may sound like a fucking nutcase and I'm okay with that. But there's I don't something think you going sound on nutty here. at all. I don't think you sound nutty at all. It's like when we see campaigns like this, you should ask yourself why doesn't it make you feel something like why aren't you being a one to step in and say this is wrong like why do you have these kids holding these bears that clearly have some sort of bdsm gear on like why why is that okay just because they're they're young and they don't know what they're doing but you know what you're doing who approved mm-hmm. this campaign who approved this poster mm-hmm that and then you said like Kim was out wearing Balenciaga like girl I know you live and breathe social media so I know you've seen this Mm-hmm. so is mm-hmm. that your way of silently saying like oh it's okay like i stand with you this. you guys in it i stand with you you i know what you meant by this 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 wasn't what the pe- the media is making it out to be it is exactly what we're making it out to be this is not okay this is not a coincidence the documents the books like they're still diving deep into the campaign like every single thing has to do there was a point where they had um a kid in a room and they had like dates on the wall as if you know, like when you were growing up, how you mark your your height and you put yeah, it in yeah, yeah. So the dates that were marked on the wall were dates of huge, huge cases in child pornography, all kinds of stuff. Like, yeah, it, yes, it was so streamlined into being this. I felt like, I don't know what their point, what the ad was, but I feel like they were trying to signal to other people who could pick up on it. For whatever reason. Maybe that's how they communicate. I don't know. I don't know the space. But it felt like it was very like, this is niche. This is like, Mm. if you know, you know. When you see it, you get it. Contact us about X, Y, and Z. You know? Like, where where are these... Are are kids going missing through Balenciaga? What's going on? I don't know. Anyway, I'm going to 
leave it there. I don't know, y'all. I don't have the answers. I'm just here stating the facts that I know. Mm. Well, that was tea over to y'all. Moving right along, we can go ahead and get into our two topics of the day. What's an outrageous lie you've told and what was the reason? So an outrageous lie I've told and the reason behind it. Um, I'm very big on people knowing how to pronounce my name. Like, especially if you're palm colored, I just, I don't give you a pass with that. So there was this time where one of the girls there had asked me my name. And then right after she was like, oh, okay, well, what's your mom's name? And I told her my mom's name, which was Jennifer. And she was like, oh, and your name's Shalika? And I was like, yes. She's like, oh, well, what's your dad's name? So I knew what she was asking. I knew why she was asking and I knew what she was insinuating, how she was asking her question. So I lied and told her that my father's name was Babushka. And <laughs> bye. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Babushka. Isn't that a dish of some sort? Please tell me that. It's a dish. um I think it's like a Russian scarf or an it's old lady, a Russian old lady or something, or grandma. I don't know what it was, but that's the first thing that came to my mind because I'm like, you're gonna ask me silly questions. I'm going to give you a silly answer. So <laughs> told her and then she was really stunned, like babushka what wait where does that and i just walked away i was like i just left it as that because (laughs) at that point i was so tired of people getting my name wrong and this is after that moment i vowed to never give someone my nickname unless we were close like if you hear it out or whatever but i wouldn't introduce myself as shay like you know me as shalika unless we're close so yeah that was an outrageous lie i mean i think it's a valid lie bitch mind your thank you business yeah, basically, mind, mind your business. business. <laughs> okay, so I got mine. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So when I was like at least, I want to say about eight years old, my grandmother would always be like, well, I used to spend a lot of summers with her, my mom's mom. She'd always be like, don't be wasting my good air. Like, stay in or stay out. Have you ever had that conversation? Yes. Okay, so <laughs> I was like, you know, if I go inside one more time, I'm in. She's not going to let me back out. But I got to take a really bad dump. I told y'all I have serious stomach problems. So I went on the side of my house because at this time I had watched Friday, right? A few times enough to know like Smokey was on the side of his house taking a shit. (laughs) So I was like, okay, like I'm going to take a lesson here from Smokey. I went on the side of the house. I took a shit in the bush. (laughs) I can't make this up, bro. I can't make this up. I took a shit in the bush. A week later. Now, my grandmother was an avid gardener, okay? <laughs> Not a week later. <laughs> she was a gardener, okay? So she comes outside. I'm assuming she's, like, watering and handling her, you know, bushes. And she comes in the house, and she goes, come outside with me right now. And I thought, okay, <laughs> like, no big deal. She shows me said poop. And she goes, what the fuck is this? This is how she talks. What the fuck is this? And my grandma didn't curse. What the fuck is this? I said, that's a poop. That's a poop. She said, no, that's a human shit. <laughs> she told me. She said, that's a human shit. That's not a poop. That's not a poop. That's not a poop. And then she told me, tell me the truth. Did you did you take a shit out here? I said, I did not. I swear I didn't. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do it. Oh, I I did it. Did. I did it. I did it. Anyways. I'm going to do it. Then did oh, it. Oh, you did it. 
and like I did not understand that as a kid, like you could literally tell the difference between a human shit and an animal shit. Like right now, if if somebody shit on your floor and you had a dog, you would be like, "This is a human shit." You would be like, "No, this ain't no." This is yeah, right. So I lied to my grandmother and um, I got my ass torn apart with a switch. She was old, and she waited waited until the nighttime. I was in the tub, mind my business, thinking I got away with it, scot free. I did not. She <laughs> tore my ass apart, butt naked in the tub, for lying to her. At that anyway. point, it's like, why did you just whip me right then and there? Like, why did you wait? Had me thinking that why I got you? away with it. Like, <laughs> yes, I was, I was successful in this lie. And you wait till I'm wet and naked in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that fucking, that shit has stuck with me for ever like i think about that all the time like why why did i shit on the side of the house like that i could have said can i borrow your restroom can i go inside someone else's house i could have walked to the corner store why i think i was just so enthralled with playing and like i just couldn't i just did not want to be inside for the rest of the day so i was like i'm gonna take one for the team anyway okay I'm just trying to pass it off as an animal <laughs> shit. She said, that's a human shit. <laughs> that's a human shit. <laughs> uh, uh, y'all, my life sometimes. But, okay, so what I want to talk about with you, my my topic, is um, how have you ever been in a space where you're around a bunch of white people and you know that they're like, you're not welcome here. Like, you're mm-hmm. in my space, right? Um, let me just give you a little quick backstory. This week has been really tough in my apartment for whatever reason. The racism is just pouring out of the walls. Like I've been here for five months and I told you like this building is a little bit more, what would you call it? Like, I wouldn't say high end, but you know, it's a little, yeah, it's a little bit more upscale, I guess. And all my neighbors are beautiful people. But this week, we had a lot of guests fly in for the holiday, I'm assuming. And me and Sadell went outside to smoke our nightly blunt and um, enjoy the fire. And it was a white man and his wife. They were probably, like, in their 70s visiting their daughter in the hot tub. So he's getting out of the hot tub, and I'm trying to walk to the bathroom. So I end up, like, walking behind him. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to follow you. And this man turns to me, and he says... Yeah, you look homeless. <gasps> and I said, excuse me? And he said, oh, that sounds pretty bad, doesn't it? And I said, yeah. Like, what the heck? And he just, like, walked off. And I thought, I had to sit with that. Like, I was wearing a clean hoodie, clean bottom shorts, not shorts, clean sweat, sweats, socks, and my Crocs. Like, I looked like I was just lounging. And he told me that I looked homeless, but the ironic part about it was you're telling me that I look homeless in an apartment complex that is highly guarded that you have to tap into to get outside. How am I poss- How do I look homeless in an apartment building? Right? Even if I did look homeless, I'm in an apartment building. Right. I'm in my home. Right. And I told Sadal, I was like, what was really going on was that he was probably so proud of his daughter. I don't know. I felt like they were out of towners. Like, I don't feel like they were from California. And his daughter was probably like, you know, I'm so successful. Look at my place. Come, you know, spend Thanksgiving with me. 
and you see this success, but then you're now mirroring your daughter's success with black people. And I think that fucked him up. Like, mm. does that make sense? Like, yeah, I think he had to there try was and a, humble you. Yes. I think it was almost like, oh, my daughter's doing so well. How are you here in this space? Mm-hmm. And I felt like he was trying to like cut me down. Like you look homeless. But I think it was his own insecurity that, like, we're in the same facility as the daughter that you're so proud of being involved in. My black ass is right up in here telling behind your old, white, pasty, crusty, musty ass. So you feel insecure. You feel insecure that I'm here. I'm reminding you that you are not, quote, unquote, so successful. This is your own conversation. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, it does. And I felt like it was just a very much, like, I can't, I don't like the fact that you are in my space. So, um, yeah, girl, like that's just something I've been sitting with for the last few days. I have been on Wednesday night and I'm just like, still so angry that this white man felt comfortable enough to say that to me, you know? Yeah. What, um, was there anything else that happened after that? Like, did you see who his daughter was? Did you try to report it or something? I saw her where his daughter was, but we weren't, we were on the sixth floor. They were on the third floor. So I don't know. I've never seen her, you know, I've never, I couldn't really point her out in the lineup if I wanted to, but I'm just like, it just made me really uncomfortable. Yeah. Living in a space that I feel like this happens all the time. Like white people are in this building and I could tell that they feel very proud about the accomplishments that they made by moving into a place like this. Which is cool. Like, you work hard, you know, you earn your shit. But I would say the majority of this building is black and Hispanic. They are low-key the minority here. Mm-hmm. I see more black people in this building than I do anybody else. So I think that they have a hard time, some of them. This has happened um, a month ago. We had an incident on the rooftop where somebody had brought home a group of people, and I could tell that they were very uncomfortable with me and being black on the rooftop like they felt like this was a luxury space this was a safe space for them you know like it just got the vibes like mm, why are you guys here how did you guys you know and they were just digging into our business like they walked over to us to stand by the fire and they wanted to know like what we did for work and like what yes and they just couldn't stop like you know um this guy that was with them I was telling him about our favorite restaurant and he was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to live on top of that restaurant. It's a very, you know, I used to go and drink my coffee and do my work there. It was almost like that's fancy to you, but that was like my daily life. Like that's how he was talking. You know, it was just like very competitive. I'm telling you white people in spaces where they feel accomplished, they do not want to see your ass there because it's a humble reminder that you're not that fucking successful. You're not that fucking far away from whatever you and your fucking white privileged friends think is success. Like we're one step behind you or on your heels or right next to you or above you. You know what I mean? Like y'all are on floor Mm -hmm. three. I'm on floor six. Shut the fuck up. And you know, the funny thing about that is it's like the reason why they can't fathom that black people could be anywhere near their success is because black people had to get it out the mud. You left us with crumbs and we showed you how we turned that those crumbs into gold mm-hmm. time and time and time again. Mm-hmm. We will make the bare minimum work until it works mm-hmm. and continues to work. Mm-hmm. So I am, I'm very sorry that you had to go through that. It's, it's always some pasty white old ass man that just needs a real good smack. Um, and I, 
I'm proud of you for not doing that. Proud of you for not going there mm-hmm. with him, even though I know you probably wanted to knock him upside the back of his fucking head. You look no, I wanted to karate kick the fucking. I wanted to bust out good knee he had. I mm. wanted to really hurt that man, but I was like, you know what? I can't go there. I can't go there right now. I got my other shit that I gotta focus on. Mm-hmm. I got too much to lose. But I wanted to know your opinion. Like, what do you do? in spaces like that where you feel like I have, I have per, like punched through a layer of what white people perceive as, as successful. And I'm one of the only few people of color in this space. Like, how do you handle that? I don't, I feel like I'm, I'm still in those spaces and I'm not really sure how to handle that. I feel like there have been situations where someone has said something out of the side of their neck, just what I was telling you about the name. It is those subtle reminders that, you know, strike a nerve and I'm not really good in those situations. Sometimes I freeze up. Sometimes I react, but I don't know if my reactions are the best because I feel like that's what they're looking for. They're looking to get you out of character. They're looking to start some shit with you. And it's like, you're just minding your black ass business going about your day like the comments the comment wasn't necessary like i'm still trying to learn i i I really don't know what to do in those type of spaces um i the hope is that you know maybe i'll say something back to them or maybe i won't say anything at all and call them ignorant and just move on with my day but sometimes when you're in those situations and you freeze up and you don't do what you you know, you know, like, let's say we see it on social media, like, oh, you know, we always talk about, oh, what I would do in a situation, but sometimes those situations pop up and you don't know what to do. And then you harp on it for weeks to come, like, dang, why didn't I react like this? Why didn't I say this? Why didn't I do this? You know? Um, But I don't know. I feel like not everything needs a reaction, especially with them, because a lot of them are just they're just evil in spirit, evil in nature. And they just want to be evil. Like they, they get off on being mean and evil and nasty to people. So it's like, don't feed that fire. I guess, I guess that's the advice that I would give you and to myself. No, thank you. And I feel good that I'm not alone and like not knowing the best way to respond to those things. Cause you're right. Like when you're in it, sometimes I freeze or I get like really frustrated, you know, Mm -hmm. I have put my hands on people a few times, like for real. Like I am the friend that's like, oh, you want to call me on my name? I will punch first, ask questions later kind of friend, you know? And like, Mm -hmm. sometimes that's my reaction. Sometimes my reaction is just like, what did you say? Like I did. And I had to just like digest that. You know what I mean? Um, Or sometimes I just feel like I didn't hear that, you know, like I'm just, I, I can't engage. So yeah, I think it's just one of those things that we don't really have the answer to. But I, I'm just glad to know that I am not experiencing this by myself. Oh, no. I'm, there's plenty of people. Um, <laughs> I feel like every black person can speak on an experience that they haven't had with some fucking bigot. Um, I remember it was a little while ago. I think Obama had just been elected to be president. And I was in Walmart. And... I remember I was going down the aisles and this man there, I think there was like a toy monkey or something. He was like, Oh, this looks like president Obama. And like directly looked at me, made sure that I could hear him say that before, you know, walking away. And then like me and the worker there were very confused. Like what? Like, I didn't even know what to do in that moment. I remember I was in the store with my goddad and I had told him. (laughs) So 
so he went looking for the guy and I was oh and he was he was he was pissed but he couldn't find the guy and I'm actually happy he didn't because it's like that's what they want they want to say some sideways shit and then retract like oh I I that's not what I was saying that's not what I would meant and like no 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 um so I don't know I I just feel like it's really not even worth time then they we know like you you're an old ass man you're not winning over me in a no, fight you're not winning okay too. Yeah. I could throw you over this goddamn building. Like I, and what would I lose? Like I can't get that moment back. And then I would lose the rest of my life by being locked up in jail. And I would look at like the aggressor. It's not worth it. It's not. And that's the, that's the role we play. It's like the moment we stick up for ourselves, we're automatically the aggressor. No matter what Mm -hmm. took place beforehand, they're going to see you as like, Oh, you're the problem. So yeah, yeah, I had to sit with that. And, And I mean, the only thing that's giving me a little bit of peace in mind is like, he was so bothered by my presence. Like that lets me know that I'm already under his skin. Like the fact that I fucked up his entire mood and he had to check himself. Like, damn, I'm really not in my mind. It, I don't believe this, but in his head, he's probably like, I'm really not that successful. Like I'm really insecure. If I, if this person could be in my space or my daughter's space, then like, we're not doing that great. Let that shit fester. Feel those feelings. Feel that. Yeah. Feel Feel that self-hate and that self-doubt. Like, if that, if my presence can plant a seed of disruption, you deserve it. Yeah. It deserves, you should be staying up at night about, thinking about how I might come and take your job. Think about that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's how their mind goes. So, needless to say, that was a bad experience in this building. Um, Moving right along, what is your second topic? Before you move on, I did want to mention, um, I actually just remembered this. Uh, a friend of mine said that when she's in situations like that or just situations where people are just being nasty, um, she just laughs, like laughs in their face and oh. moves on, right along. And it's like, I'm, because you can, like, it's like, am I going to react and give you what basically what you're looking for? Or I'm just going to laugh at you and move along with my day. Like, right. And I feel like that could be very helpful. Like, all right, you snatched this out of my hand. Ha. I'm going to laugh at you because you took more, it took more energy for you to do that than for me to right. send it back. <laughs> oh, you called me homeless. <laughs> okay. Homeless in this building. Yeah. Right. Um, like, do you even live here? Like, can you, you have a fob? Like, can you even get here? Like, let me actually make sure that you live here. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to call security because if you don't live in this building, you shouldn't be in this building. You know, it's like things like that and just move right along. Like I'm, you're not going to get my energy I'm not going yeah. to do it because Y'all live off of that. I feel like every time you get under a black person's skin, it gives y'all another year of life. And I'm not going to give that to you. So. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Okay. Start taking my years back. Bye. Yeah. yeah. Take your years back. And I'm okay. taking years off of you. Okay. Because you're going to die mm-hmm. before me, God willing. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. But moving right along. Yeah, man. I'm so sorry that happened to you. I really am. No, it's okay. Um, Pack it up. I guess while we're on the subject, I want to ask you, how do you recognize the peace within yourself? Mm. And it's going to be very contradicting to what I just said, but race is a different subject, but for real is that is being able to be in those moments that are not race related for me and be like, okay, you know, like that's your own mm-hmm. thing. That's exactly that is so peaceful to be like that. That's your thing. That's your energy. You're disrupted. And man, when you're in that space with yourself and you're like, I don't need validation 
of my feelings. I know exactly what I feel, how I feel, what makes me feel good. <sighs> Peaceful. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I feel like when you allow people to disrupt your spirit and it could be a lot of different aspects to it, daily stuff, maybe driving in traffic or whatever the case is. And you just be in those situations that you once used to be like, this shit used to fuck me up. And you're like, I'm moving through it in peace. Maybe I know now I got to have a little instant going in the car, a little Palo Santo, a little good podcast. And I can, <laughs> you know, I could, you want to cut me off? Cool, baby. That's fine. You know? Yeah. I think that's it. It's just recognizing how to make the peace within yourself. Sometimes shit is unfucking peaceful. But yeah. you have the tools to be like, I know how to move through this without even blinking an eye. What about you? Ooh. I could say, just to echo what you're saying, that's how I can recognize the peace within myself. I, um, I'm i still working on that because when you mentioned traffic and mentioned the lady that tried me and I had to you know, do what I needed to do. But um, that wasn't a peaceful moment. That wasn't a peaceful right, moment. Right. But <laughs> when I could sit back and reflect on like, you know, if I have made a mistake or if I have done something out of character, if I have allowed someone to get me out of character, and I have this moment of clarity, like, it's not worth it. I just want the peace to be before I do the action and not have to sit and think mm-hmm. about the action that I've done, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so how I'm recognizing the peace now is is all of that, plus being okay with getting my time back, being okay with saying no, being okay with not having to concern myself with other people's troubles being okay with not having to like people please to, you know, Oh, okay. I gotta, I gotta make amends with this person, even though that they were wrong, you know, Mm -hmm. like being okay with letting that part of me go. It's, um, that one is still a work in progress, but I'm, I'm still working on that. So peace is, it's not a a one thing fix all. You're not going to be just completely peaceful in every aspect. I think it's like mastering little by little. Yeah. Right. Like maybe you haven't worked your way up to the traffic. Yeah. <sighs> right. But you have worked your way through, like maybe finding peace at the office, you know, yes. peace with microaggressions or whatever, whatever it is that could disrupt your spirit. And it's just like mastering one little step at a time. And then also giving yourself the freedom to be like, I'm God is still working on me. I'm mm-hmm. not a perfect person. Some things can still disrupt my peace. Right. But look at how many things used to disrupt my peace that I can work through now. It's just a matter of time before I get on that other side of whatever that thing is, you know? Yeah. Okay. The day that I show up and I'm just like, girl, somebody didn't call me a nigger with a hard R and I laughed. Just know I've ascended. Just know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just know I hit, the, I hit the final boss of like, when I'm there, that might little be a little scary for some folks. I could be like, ooh, like goddess energy just at that point. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's okay to be so patient and, and understanding of what you need and be gracious with yourself. And I love that you're coming into that space of peace, you know? Thank you. Mm. Nice. We'll get there. We're both, um, a work in progress, but, um, slowly, but surely, you know, we're changing for the best. Slowly, but surely. Well, my last one is actually a low key, a small little presentation, it is about one of the books that have changed my life. Um, I love to read and I feel like I need to get more into like recommending books. This one is common 
knowledge, but I don't know if you're familiar with this show called uh, Tell Me Lies on Hulu. Mm-mm. No. It's a, it's a show about a narcissistic man who is just pulling strings in every direction to manipulate the people around him. And I want to give advice for any person out there that may be dealing with a abusive, narcissistic individual. The best book that I can recommend for this is The 48 Laws of Power. Now, people hate this book. Have you read this book? Yes, I have this book. And okay, this is a book I finished, but oh, it's one of those that you got to keep reading. Yeah. You got to keep on reading it. People, when I recommend this book, they're like, oh, that is such a terrible book. It's terrible for whose hand it is in, right? If this person is using this book as knowledge of how to move through narcissism through other people, I think it's a powerful tool. But it could be given to the wrong hands or someone's like, I'm going to learn how to manipulate using this book. So it's a very intention-based book. You determine how you want to use it. I use it as a defense mechanism. And some of the stuff in this book, when it comes to the laws, blows my mind that literally people think like this. It's scary. All right? So I just want to maybe read a few laws for those of you who are not familiar. Um, One would be always conceal your intentions, which is law number three. And it says, keep people off balance and in the dark by never revealing the purpose behind your actions. If they have no clue what you are up to, they cannot prepare a defense. Guide them far enough down the wrong path, envelop them in enough smoke, and then by the time they realize your intentions, it will be too late. That's insane. That someone's like, I'm playing this game of cat and mouse. I'm in Mm -hmm. it for the long haul, right? Basically, to sum it up, never let people know uh, your next move. Never let people know your next move. Insane. Insane. So it's like, if you could recognize when someone's playing this game with you, it's like, okay, I'm going to use that against your ass. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, what's another one? Let's see. It says, okay, law number eight, make people come to you. Use bait if necessary. When you hmm. force the other person to act, you're the one in control. This is actually what we just talked about. When people try to pull you, these white people try to pull you your, your character, but like, ooh, I'm going to bait them. Mm-hmm. And then I can retract. That, bitch, I'm sorry, I don't mean to curse. This is literally that law. Am I wrong? They do so that like, a lot. They, <laughs> this book was hardwired, uploaded to 90% of the Caucasian people that we know. Like, I feel like it's like instilled in their brain. Um, so yeah, I just want to say that to read this book. If you are dealing with a narcissistic partner, anything like that, maybe a boss, an abuser of some sort, find some solace and peace in understanding their brain chemistry a little bit better by reading this book and knowing how to maybe defend yourself against some stuff that they are using against you. Mm -hmm. And that is my little presentation on the 48 laws of power. (laughs) Thank you for that. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think everyone should at least start it, you know, um, it has some really good information in there. And there's probably situations that you've been in and this book really breaks it down. It shows you, you know, on both ends, just how people can manipulate a situation. So thank you for that. Thank you for sharing. You're welcome. That was it. That was it. That was it. What we got to do, girl? We got to get into the hot jam. Hot jam of the week. Hot jam of the week. Okay. I'm really proud of mine because I feel like you're really going to rock with this song. And you probably have already heard it. Like, okay, cool. 
Ooh. I feel like this is right up your alley. Um, but do you mind? You mind if I go first? You mind if I go please first? go first? Please, please, okay. please, please. Are you gonna give us a little background on the the artists and stuff? I saw this video. I was watching some reels the other day, and this girl did like a whole little like nighttime uh, routine to this song, and I'm like, oh wait, this song kind of fire. So I went. Imagine <laughs> if it's the same fucking song. I'm gonna be mind blown. Okay, go ahead. If we pick the same song, I'm gonna be, be like, like what, the- what the fuck? Okay, go. No, but if we pick the same song, I know that I know you. I know you and I know your music. Okay? I'll be very proud. But if we're going to see. Hold on. The song is called Freaky T by oh, Tia Corinne. Tia Corinne. Okay, no, yeah. I'm a Tia Corinne for love her. I, yes, you're right on point. Yeah. I'm mm. a fan. I'm a fan. You got to listen to 30. Okay, but play this. Go ahead. Get me where she want to be. Call me Freaky T. Good job, good job. But add this to your list when you get a chance. Her song we'll 30. I love her song 30. Um, and I love Gas Station too. So 30 and Gas Station and Freaky T. Those are my top jams of her. But yeah, bitch is about to pop. Good job, good job, good job. Good job. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. So my hot jam of the week is actually a new TikTok song that I think is going to pop off. It's called Bad Bitches by Official Breezy. And I will add that in the playlist for you guys. I wish everyone that's listening to this episode a successful holiday season. Um, sending lots of love to everyone that might be going through their own seasonal depression, whether that's due to the loss of a loved one or just not having enough sun. Take care of yourself, right? Implement a great right. self-care routine. Find close loved ones that you can spend time with and cozy up with. And you know what? Don't be afraid to have that second drink. (laughs) Get your drink on. Get your swig on. And we will be back next Wednesday, officially, with another episode of Cafe Confessions. Bye, y'all.